Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Oilers get a break. Mark Andre Fleury does not get the start. Ninth consecutive start for Malcolm Subban. Miko Koskin starts for the 23rd time in 24 games. And it'll be intrigued to see how he battles back. He had a, well, not a very good start against Anaheim on Saturday night. It is the best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, it's the uh, old school big boy pizza. Everything is real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. Uh, so get after it, and the stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. There you go. Speaking of getting after it, on to the second round of the WHL playoffs in the heels of a 4-3 overtime victory last night. It wasn't easy. Madison had battled. Oil Kings a little bit inexperienced, uh, despite the fact that Edmonton went 5-0-1 against the Hat during the regular season. To talk about the first-round playoff uh, victory, Edmonton Oil Kings president, general manager, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing great, Bob. You? Well, obviously, yeah, I guess you're doing well, right? Like, uh, on to the second round. And it wasn't easy, wasn't it? It was a battle of the series. No, it was a great, it was a great series. I give them a lot of credit. They they played well as a group. Their goaltending was fantastic in the series, and uh, they gave us, gave us all they think they could handle. It was a good series overall. Do you think, uh, you know, the fact that some of your guys have never played in the Western Hockey League playoffs, uh, you know, just, just to give some of your younger players that opportunity, uh, and were there some nerves early in the season or early in the series? And did that kind of coincide a bit with a, you know, Matt Sogard playing as well as he did for the Medicine Hat Tigers? Yeah, you know, I think there's a little bit of everything. I, the, the thing with the series, at the end of the day, is our guys got to experience a lot of different uh, scenarios in that series, and there's a lot of, you know, they got to understand the emotions of the playoffs and how how quickly things can turn. I know, referring back to game um, five at home and you know we have a lead three goal lead and end up kind of 
playing real tight in the third period and almost letting them back into the game. Well, we did making a winning five four at the end, taking penalties with two minutes left in the game, and then. But um, I give our guys a lot of credit. Yesterday in Game Six, we go down three one, and they stuck to the game plan. They battled back, and uh, you know we completely took the game over in the third period and then scored early in overtime. Uh, who were the key performers for you? I know that Lachieva got the GWG, and if I'm not mistaken, he actually led your team in scoring during the playoff series. Yeah, no, Vince was good. He, you know, he scored a lot of big goals for us this year. He was one of the leaders in the league in game-winning goals this year, and got another one last night for us. Uh, you know, the, lots of depth in our team throughout the first series last night. Our, uh, the line of Keeler sucks, and uh, Williams had a real good game. I thought uh, we had a little bit of a slow start. They kind of kept our energy up, and uh, they played good the entire night. And they didn't make it onto the score sheet at all, but they had an exceptional game and really kept their energy high. You made that trade, uh, which I frankly thought was a little bit of a surprising deal. Uh, now Williams, Josh Williams, is draft eligible for this year, and he's a terrific. Uh, uh, Holinka Gretzky tournament, but a quiet year offensively. I think that's fair to say. Um, he got a little bit nicked up during the uh, course of the playoff series, but did you see an elevation in his play when he got back in the lineup? Yeah, no, for sure. I think obviously when he's playing against his old team, there's going to be a little extra jump in his stride there. But uh, no, he was doing, he played real well in game one and two at home. Had a goal in those games, and then uh, yeah, down the stretch here and last night, like I said, that line uh, that line had a lot of energy. He had a good game. He had a he had a great point blank chance to put one in, and Silgard made an exceptional save uh, exceptional save on a back door, so he could have one last night. But no, um, quite happy with the series overall. So Calgary and Lethbridge are tied three three. They're going to Game Seven in Lethbridge, and Lethbridge pulled one out last night. They won seven six in overtime. Been a lot of goals scored in that series. Is that a surprise? The amount of uh, is that a reflection on the the skill sets of the team that both teams have got some good young players that can snipe, or are there also a little bit of inexperience in goal as well? Yeah, a little bit of both. You know, those both teams are extremely deep up front. Like Lethbridge had uh, five guys over, with over seventy points, five forwards. So they got a lot of a lot of depth up front. And then Calgary with Kastelik and you know Malm that they got over from Vancouver. Those guys had uh, pretty good years. And you know they're both pretty deep. And then I think a little bit of it is the goaltending too. They're both seventeen. They're both rookies, and they're they're doing a little bit of what we did in the first round. They're figuring out the playoffs and what it's all about. So I think a little bit of both on that one. Which did you match up better against during the course of the regular season? Very similar in both of them. I don't. Calgary, I believe we're five on one. Lethbridge, we're three one and one. So, uh, you know, it's this time of year. You're gonna, they're they're both good teams, and you know, we'll see who who comes out and start putting our game plan together for them. When would the series start for you guys? Uh, I think that's still some discussions with uh, the business department at OEG right now, and uh, they're looking at some arena stuff right now on that. So um, this weekend, for sure, we got a game one, too. So whether that's uh, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, that's to be determined. Okay, well, obviously the Oilers wrap up their regular season home schedule Thursday night against the San Jose Sharks. Edmonton flies to Calgary Friday, uh, plays the uh, Flames on uh, Saturday night. So my hope is you guys start on Saturday and then you got to go see the game on Sunday, game two of the series. Kurt, i got to ask you about a couple draft eligible players. Uh, Matthew Robertson, how did you think he performed in the first round of the playoffs? You know, he was steady. Yeah, I thought he, thought he was steady. He didn't, uh, I thought he played well, made, made simple plays. I think uh, with Matt, he's making simple plays and he's make, making the easy decision. He, he plays real well and doesn't get himself into trouble. So uh, no, I thought he had a good series. Obviously, it's his first taste of the playoffs as well. And he's a, a lot of pressure on himself this year, but uh, no happy with his first round. 
And Dylan Gunther got into a couple games. How did he look? He looked good. No, he looked really good down in Lethbridge. I mean, uh, sorry, that's not the first game he played. And then uh, at home, maybe a little bit nervous playing back, coming back home, playing in front of the, probably a lot of family and friends this first game here uh, in the playoffs by Rogers. But uh, last night, I mean, that's a, that's a pressure cooker that he was in last night. And, uh, he didn't play a ton, but he got a pretty regular shift halfway, halfway through the game. And I thought he thought he played well, had a couple shots on that and, and some chances. So, no, it's... Uh, He's a he's a very skilled player. Excited about him in the future. Kurt, let me ask you this: Was there is there one series that's over that surprised you the most? Like maybe I mean I'm looking at Portland uh, losing to Spokane. Yeah, you know I, you know I probably I probably the um, that series a little bit. Yeah, I thought with uh, you know Portland acquiring the goaltender from Swift Current that. Uh, you know, that would have gave them a little bit of stability at that. And not to say that that was the reason they lost that series, but I didn't really zone in too much on it. Um, kind of was focused more on our, our, our side of things here. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of surprise. I and mean, would have thought maybe it would have went a little bit deeper. And, uh, and uh, you know, kudos to Seattle winning a couple games and, you know, giving giving Vancouver fits in that series as well. So a couple, yeah. couple of little surprises there. We all mentioned uh, Tri-Cities out in five games to Everett. Everett's been a really good defensive team the last several years. Uh, Spokane took Portland out in five. That surprised me. Uh, we just had Jesse Granger on out of Vegas. Uh, he mentioned the fact that, uh, uh, you know, Portland didn't have, Cody Glass only played one game in that series, and that played a factor. Obviously, Vancouver in six, Bowen Byram, the player of the week, uh, Serge Lajoie's Kamloops Blazers have uh, made it a series. Uh, Vancouver went up 3-2 with a home ice win, but uh, game six in Kamloops either tonight or tomorrow. Um, and then you take a look. At, for me, the biggest surprise is that Lethbridge hasn't put away uh, the Calgary Hitman, Kurt. I mean, I you know, PA, we thought, was going to take Red Deer out in a hurry. Uh, Saskatoon, well, I'm a little bit surprised Saskatoon beat Moose Jaw in four straight, but they won two overtime games. So uh, I guess at the end of the day, you know, I look at Lethbridge and Calgary. You're going to go down and go watch game seven, or are you just going to get ready here? How, is there, is there you going to have a little secret uh, bird dogging going on for game seven last series? <laughs> No, we'll, we'll be we'll be watching for sure. We'll have guys going down to the game, and we'll be watching here. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, for our guys. A lot of it's just getting rejuvenated, getting the proper rest, and uh, yeah, coaching staff's going to put a game plan in place, and we'll be ready for round two. All right, Kurt, we appreciate your time. Uh, good luck in round two. We'll uh, hook up uh, later in the week. Okay. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks a lot. That is Kurt Hill. He's the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. It's 143 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll do a reset, the lineups of these two teams, and uh, we'll get to uh, NHL today. No, uh, this day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 
Islanders history for our friends at New West Travel. Bob Stoffer joining you from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper joining you on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott's back in the studio. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. We're going to get to some Heartland Ford texts momentarily. But right now, at this time, we're going to go to the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. April 1st, 2000. What happened on this day in Oilers history, Brendan Escott? Ryan Smith scores twice and Bill Guerin notches a goal and an assist as the Oilers knocked off the Phoenix Coyotes 4-3 in overtime. Tom Pody beat Sean Burke 307 into the extra frame. Kevin Lowe coached the team that year. George LaRock said Kevin Lowe was the best coach he ever had. Uh, that was the 99-2000 season. It was Kevin's one and only year as an NHL head coach. Oilers got real good results. Uh, if I recall correctly, at their fourth line that season was dominant. Uh, they ended up losing. They played Dallas. That was the fourth consecutive year that they played Ken Hitchcock's Dallas Stars. Of course, the Oilers beat the Stars in Game 7 of 1997 when Todd Marchant's overtime winner. Oilers then lost uh, in five games to Dallas in the second round of 1998 after they came back from 3-1 down against Colorado and ended up beating the uh, Avalanche in seven as Curtis Joseph out-dueled Patrick Waugh in 1998. Uh, Oilers lost uh, in off the top of my head. I, I'm thinking in 99 they lost in four, and I think they lost uh, in uh, four or five to Dallas in you know, in 2000, 2001, Edmonton lost in six games to Dallas, and in 2003, Edmonton lost in six games to Dallas. It seemed all the time the orders uh, would be taking a pocket knife into a gunfight in those playoff series. Dallas had so much more uh, money invested in players. That was the pre-cap world. This day in orders history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination, wedding packages, and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. I'm going to bring Brendan in. Uh, by the way, we'll tell you that uh, tonight's Oilers uh, game against the Golden Knights will have the uh, pregame show uh, at 6 p.m. and the face-off at 8 tomorrow. Stopper Inspector for the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta. Century Mile Racetrack opens today. Racing begins on the 28th of April out at Century Mile. Brendan, um, so you're a BC kid growing up, right? That's correct. So were you, I mean, do you recall any of those? I mean, I'm, I'm going to go, how, I'm just trying to think. Of how, so you're 25, so I'm going to work backwards here. So you were like 10 years old when the Oilers were uh, in, the, in that 03 playoff series. So, so the genesis of the Canucks taking off throughout uh, specifically the Mike Gillis era as GM, of course, he inherited the two Sedins. He, uh, Ryan Kessler was, uh, Brian Burke brought in both uh, the two Sedins and uh, drafted Ryan Kessler. Uh, and then signed Kessler after people forget the Vancouver Canucks took a run at, uh, or the Flyers, uh, I think, took a run at Kessler back in the day as well. But uh, do, you, do you harbor sort of that, like, I mean, I, I think back to those Oilers playoff series against the Dallas Stars, and 
Dallas was a better team on paper every year. Do you recall any of that, or did that all predate you a bit? In terms of the, what the Oilers were doing back then? Yes. Yeah, that predates me just a little bit. I was aware of what was going on, and obviously any time a Canadian team is in, in the Cup Final, you're following that sort of thing, or or I guess a couple of years later it would have been the Cup Final. But, uh, yeah, definitely more focused on the Canucks at that point. Yeah. Uh, Chuck said, Bob, okay, let's get to some text here. Chuck says, how much time uh, does one goal uh, do goalies in the system need uh, to be ready? Well, I, I, you know what, I don't think as good a season as Shane Storette has had, and he has had – a wonderful year. Let's establish that right now. I mean, it is spectacular how it's gone uh, for Sturette and the uh, Bakersfield Condors, who, by the way, are 23-3-2 in their last 28 games. Um, Sturette this year, 25-5-2 with a 9.20 save percentage. The numbers would suggest that this guy's a really good goaltending uh, prospect. He might be, but I think he needs to have another year like this. Like, you need to put together a couple of years where you're 920-plus in the minors, and that's a sign that you got a chance to push. So, you know, it's funny. I look at Tyler Benson, and I think because of his ability to protect the puck, because he wins board battles, uh, I think he's got a real chance to... By this, you know, by halfway through next year, I think Tyler Benson's going to be a full-time Edmonton Oiler. I think the owners have to plan moving forward that they have to learn from this year. I mean, this year Edmonton slotted Ratty, Puliyarvi, and Yamamoto as their top three right wings to start the year. Those guys combined for nine goals. So I don't think you can count on Benson being just like Yamamoto. I'm not Yamamoto, and he's got some injury issues. There's been a bit of a wrist-slash-forearm challenge for him for much of the season. Um, but I, I've got Benson and Yamamoto starting the year in the minors, and I don't see Sturette as being NHL-ready next year. So now he will be 24. It's not like he's 21 and coming out of junior. He spent two years at the Air Force Academy. The owner's going to need to get him signed, too. That's the other thing, but, and I don't see that being an issue. Is he right now the goaltending in waiting in the minors? Yes. But is he a slam dunk to make it? No. I, I, I'd say you need more time in that. Uh, Joe in Lacombe, Alberta, says, Bob, does Evan Poli crack the Oilers uh, lineup next year? Uh, I think Evan Poli is headed down the path that we have seen a bit with a guy like Josh Curry. Evan Poli has been on an American Hockey League deal the last two years, and I think the Edmonton Oilers need to seriously look at signing based on how they have performed. I think they have to look at signing Poli, and I think they have to. Evan Poli has got nine goals, 19 points, 47 games, 78 uh, penalty minutes. He has a presence. He's a thick guy. He can skate. Uh, he might, you know, he's going to merit some consideration and get signed to an NHL deal. And the same goes for Logan Day, the defenseman, six foot one, right shot D. He's got seven goals, thirty-four points in fifty-eight games this year. He's actually outscoring both Ethan Bear and Caleb Jones. And I mentioned before, I could see the Oilers two of their top six D being changed out. I think Caleb Jones is going to be playing in the third pairing left shot D next year for Edmonton. I think he's got a real good chance to be in the mix. I think the Oilers might need a different dynamic on the right side. 
So keep an eye on that as well. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Winners Now. Brad says, Bob, do you expect the owners to try to sign Brandon Peary and or Daniel Carr this summer? Uh, Brad, I, I, I think Edmonton's going to take a run at Daniel Carr. If I was Daniel Carr, I mean, Von Carpen is a guy that knows talent. He had a history with Daniel Carr from his days in the Montreal Canadiens organization. Uh, the fact is, Carr hasn't been able to crack Vegas's lineup. I think Daniel Carr could play as a, I think he could play as a fourth line winger for Edmonton. So yes, I think Edmonton will be in on Daniel Carr. That's the exact type of guy they need to find. A couple guys like that that might have higher ceilings than people that the Oilers already have in their organization. Again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Craig says, Bob, don't start saying we have to trade a good forward to get a defender. We've only got three, and I'd hate to see another Taylor Hall transaction. Well, the game moved on Pete Chirelli. Uh The first year of the Hall trade, it's pretty good for Edmonton. Uh, you got a guy in Adam Larson that was plus 20, and the Oilers went from 25th, uh, 27th in the league in team defense to 8th. Adam Larson was part of it. Second year of that trade, Taylor Hall was the league MVP, and it's over at that point. The argument's over. Hall's been hurt much of this year. Going to be really intrigued to see what happens moving forward with him. Like, does he sign a long-term extension in New Jersey? They're going to buck up and do everything possible to get him done. All right, thank you to everybody that texts the show on our Heartland Ford text line. Wraps up the Monday edition again. Spectre will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now for Horse Racing, Alberta Century Mile Racetrack. Opening today, racing beginning on the 28th of April. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with guest host Kelsey Campbell. I'll rejoin you at 6 o'clock Edmonton time from Vegas. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.